fun times with Simpsons episode by episode again. Yes, yeah, Simpsons. Here's Shane with the cold open now. Shoplifting is a victimless crime, like punching someone in the dark. Your cable TV is experiencing difficulties. Please do not panic. Resist the temptation to read or talk to loved ones. Do not attempt sexual relations, as years of TV radiation have left your genitals withered and useless. I love it. Absolutely love it. We get to hear another version, another rendition, if you will, of Shane's punching sound effects. And that's a pretty uh, kind of jarring difference of your voice. It went from kind of mon- your, your, your regular Shane monotone to like not as monotone, but that hint to Nelson in there. That was well done. I like that. I tried to get some Nelson. Nelson has a lower tone voice than most of the other bullies. Um, but yeah, tried to get it. Yeah, Nelson did that clip a couple weird. times before I did that. It, it's kind of Nelson's got kind of a weird one, eh? Because it is you're right. It's low at times, but it's also still kind of high. Like he's still kind of a. It's like he's got the voice of a ten year old fighting against a 16, 17 year old. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you know he needs to have that voice to do the ha ha, right? So yeah, exactly. It wouldn't work. It would just be he he. Uh, if not, but welcome to episode number twelve, Simpsons episode. Uh, by episode, and we get our first kind of uh, non-immediate member of the family uh, episode with this one mainly focused around Krusty. So I'm kind of looking forward to this one because it's it's just kind of hey, something hey. different. Yeah, yeah. And in in all in all uh, realism, I guess this is basically or was meant to be the what should have been the ending to uh, season one. But because of the animation errors and stuff that we get into in some enchanted evening, yeah. that becomes the the last episode. But this one is kind of the true end to season one, going into season two when you're really getting into a good groove of uh, what The Simpsons is going to be, right? Yeah, we're building out the universe beyond just the family and some background characters that uh, have no background story to their own. It's kind of uh, this solidifies Krusty as a main character. Not just a uh, like a side character. They're starting to build people out. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. He's not just a picture or a poster in in uh, Bart's room. But before we dig in, as we usually do, let's talk about your outro music for the last one. You went with the, the other commercial there, as as I requested, and you went with and I'm going with Bart versus the Space Mutants, the video game commercial. And oh, yeah. the best part about that, um, I'll, I'll post a link uh, to it. On our on our Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE, the the best part is it's like thirty seconds long, but like five seconds is the Fox logo. There's maybe yep. what would you say two seconds of actual video game play that they show. Maybe? Yeah, they knew exactly what they were doing for sure. Uh, terrible gameplay, um, but I feel like most video game commercials were like that uh, back in the day. Um, it's kind of like the equivalent now where you see an ad for a mobile game. And then you actually download the mobile game, and it looks nothing like the actual advertisement. Yes, uh, very true. Much. False it's advertising. Like 100% false advertising, a full bait and switch. Because they, they knew this game was crap, and even in the freeze frames, uh, or not the freeze frames, but the very few frames that they show when, yeah. when Bart's playing along to this video game, if you look at it, you know, you're really paying attention. You go, oh my goodness, this looks like absolute garbage. And uh, yeah, I, we've, we've talked about this before. I promise this is the last time we bring it up in season one. The game's ass. 
Uh, let's move on. You got three trivia questions uh, oh, I do. waiting I... for me. Um, I've been uh, hitting mess. I've usually been going about two for three. I wonder uh, how you are, if you're listening at, at home or in your car or wherever, uh, make sure you get at us to tell you, uh, tell us how well you're doing in these uh, questions. Because some of these, Shane's been, he's been pretty, pretty tough with some of these questions. So get at us at Simpsons underscore EBE and let us know. Are they too hard? Not hard enough, but let's go with your three for this one, Shane. What do you got? Yeah, every uh, every episode, I look through my CNET questionnaire cards <laughs> and I pick out uh, a few. That's uh, how it's been my process. So today, let's start off with one of my favorite episodes. In Skinner's Sense of Snow, what holiday song plays as Otto's school bus swerves on the ice? Oh, uh, the song... Is it... Um... Is it Jingle Bells? Uh, no, but you pretty much took a oh. stab in the dark with that one. It's no, uh, Let It Snow. Yeah, I'm not I'm not picturing that one at all. It's okay, good stumper right off the bat. Hit me with number uh, two. Yep. So in Papa's Got a Brand New Badge, Homer forms what private security firm? The actual, the name of it? The name of the security firm. Oh, man, I'm going to go 0 for 2. I... I can't remember for the, the life of me. Spring oh. Shield. Spring Shield. Oh my! How did I not get that one? Okay, I gotta get the third one here. I'm gonna be really disappointed with myself. What cavity-inducing '60s hit plays over the end credits of Sweets and Sour Marge? Cavities-inducing hit. Cavity. Oh, is it? Is it either? Oh wait, which one is it? Is it Sugar Sugar or is it? That's it. Sugar, it is Sugar Sugar. Okay, yeah, there I you go. remember. Because we get it when when Homer tosses the uh, the cassette tape in the ocean, right? When he's dancing with the. <laughs> yeah. well, I was I was wasn't sure if I was mixing that up, but man, one for three, Shane with some. I think those are pretty tough questions. If you think that they aren't, then uh, then yeah, get at us and yeah, let us know um, for sure. But let's dig into Krusty gets busted now because I want to get far away from that trivia because I stunk on that one, and my voice just cracked because I'm going through puberty. But uh, yes. um, yeah, let's talk about uh, a little bit about Krusty in general. As we've just we've said uh, off the top, this is the first real Krusty episode. We get him yep. uh, as a person, and from I could be wrong, but from off the top of my head, when Krusty starts out early on, he's kind of like a a relatively good person. He doesn't. He's not really the sleaze bag, right? Like he's just kind of a a TV clown who Bart likes. Yeah, who gets in a predicament? Yeah, um, yeah. He's not like the kind of greasy... later on. He does kind of yeah. He's a sleazeball later on. Yes, they they and good thing they they went down that road because it is kind of like a fitting, um, I guess a fitting thing for like an old kind of washed up TV clown. And the one thing I've always found cr- funny with Krusty is that uh, you never really know if he's like a local celebrity or like international celebrity. It's never really clear. Right. Is he only popular in Springfield? If he were to go somewhere else, like, would people recognize him? Um, yeah, Krusty hasn't really gone international a lot in the show. He's always just been in Springfield. Right. But, and it's in times, though, like, Jay Leno knows him, for instance. And, like, he True. seems to be really big. But then other times it seems like he's he's on, like, a, a local TV station that's specific to Springfield. So that's... That's always interesting. But of course, we can't do the first Krusty episode without bringing up the fact that the original plan for Krusty was for Homer to be Krusty, right? 
Yeah, whoever suggested that, uh, was it Matt Groening? I'm not sure, but I'm I, glad that they separated them anyways. Yeah, because had the reveal happened, like, I don't know how how long they could have gone on with the whole uh, Homer is crusty thing, like, as a, like, Bart didn't realize type of thing, like, how many seasons they could have gone on. And then once a reveal happened, it wouldn't really have, you couldn't have used Krusty again, right? It wouldn't really have made sense. You wouldn't have got to have all these great episodes and this this kind of cool, fleshed-out uh, character. They do look exactly the same. If you take Krusty's blue hair yeah, away, it's, it's Homer. They, uh, it is, yeah, uh, identical, for sure. Yeah, most most definitely Homer. But good on the writing crew. I, I believe you're right. I believe it was Matt Groening who had that original idea, but good on them for kind of talking themselves out of that and uh, realizing there was something else there and that Homer is Krusty. More potential this way. Much more potential. Yeah, you're really limiting yourselves, or they would have been limiting themselves had they had they done that. But uh, I love Krusty. Um, I, I think I really love Scumbag Krusty more than anything. Uh, but off the top of your head, I'm curious, what's the first Krusty moment that kind of sticks out to you and makes you laugh? So uh, I did like a little refresher, watched like some clips. I was trying to find the one I was uh, I had thought of first without looking at any actual video, but. It's the when he's filming the uh, the burger commercial and he takes a bite and he looks at the camera <laughs> and he smiles and then they cut and he spits it out. He's like, oh, my God, I think some of the juice went in my throat or something like that. Like he's completely disgusted with his own product. He would never ingest it. Um, I just yeah, that's a, just a funny bit that popped in right away. There's a lot of good crusty clips, though. A lot of good gags. Uh, what's yours? Uh, just before I get to mine, it's funny that you, you bring that one up because it's an, always, it's an interesting question. You wonder, like, celebrities who hawk uh, endorsements for companies or even, like, high-level executives, uh, per se, at uh, a fast food company or something like that. You wonder, do they actually eat this stuff? Yeah, so celebrity I, I, car commercials and, like, jewelry commercials and what was right? it, uh, Matt, Matt Damon's uh, Bold or whatever for crypto. <laughs> right. Uh, and that so, one's getting torn apart. Yeah. This is all just for money. I actually know for a fact because uh, my wife's uh, family is good friends with the guy who was basically he he was in charge of all the operations for McDonald's Canada, all of their franchises. So he would go all across the country and, and look after the franchises and stuff. So he was quite up there. He that man, and he wasn't a big man, but he ate McDonald's every single day of his life. So he wasn't just some sort of corporate shill. Uh, he he stuck out and actually went out and 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 lived by the literally lived by the product because he ate it every day so sh shout out jeff bradley shout out to jeff i know jeff's listening from uh sudbury or halliburton wherever the hell he lives but my crusty uh they're kind of weird because they're not really like lines they're just kind of moments that involve crusty i don't know why these two are kind of at the top of my list they just seem to pop in my head a lot when i think of crusty uh one is during trio uh the trios of horror uh the y2k part where Krusty's pacemaker goes nuts and uh, it's set on Hummingbird and he flies behind the bushes and Homer <laughs> and Bart take his, his uh, rocket ticket and, his, and they think he's dead and just as they're walking off uh, you know they, they always this Homer's something like his voice will live on in memory and you just hear slightly in the distance Krusty behind the bushes I'm not dead <laughs> and then, <laughs> when Homer and Bart see the rocket Homer yells just like the dead clown promised I say that line so many times, especially my wife. Of course, she has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Doesn't Krusty but... say, I need nectar, I need nectar? Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another fantastic part. The other scene is, uh, I mentioned the Jay Leno episode there when 
Krusty um, eventually sells out with Canyon Arrow. But uh, when he and Bart and Mr. Teeny are washing Krusty in the bathtub and Homer just comes in, whoops, I'm sorry, son. I didn't know you, Jay Leno, and a monkey were bathing a clown. Oh, I, that's a, you can't write that. That is straight improv. You cannot write that. That is absolute genius. I don't care if you show me a script. That's improv. That's too funny to be written down. All right. Those, are, not, those are two great, great picks. Yeah. Right, yeah, I'm all amped up now. I got some good crusty memories going. So give me a pre-rating uh, for this one. You hit a high last episode uh, with um, a 7.5, mm-hmm. uh, which was your highest pre-rating so far. What are you going for crusty gets busted? I go 7.1. I think it's, we're hitting a stride now where I think we're getting into um, just better quality episodes. Um, kind of the B minus episodes, right? Like if you're playing it on that scale of a, a report yes. card scale, we're kind That's of in that zone, right? Right. I, I agree. So I'm going to go slightly lower though. I'm still going to be pretty favorable to this episode because I remember liking it a lot as a kid. I remember uh, just really hoping that, uh, you know, Bart would help and, and save the day. Um, I don't really remember a lot of gags or funny moments specifically from this one, aside from Homer jumping into the, the snack food stuff, which I always, I still to this day find funny, but I first just thought the story overall was really good. And it's a, it's a probably like maybe one of their best uh, stories in general through all three arcs. Like it, it's a really, really well, well-written story that I remember anyway. So I'm going to go with a 6.9, just slightly lower uh, than yours. That's slightly lower than, um, sure. Preps of Wrath, I gave it a 7 to start. But I'm amped up for this one, so let's get into Krusty Gets Busted in 3, 2, 1, let's go. And here we go. If you were sitting on your couch on April 29th, 1990, and you wanted to watch The Simpsons, this is what you would have been watching. Krusty Gets Busted. What do we got for the chalkboard guy here? Uh, laughing at me, not with me. Uh, what was the beginning of that one? You are not laughing with me, you're laughing at me? I think that was it. Yeah, that's uh That was actually a longer chalk egg than usual. Yeah, that that's one of those it ones that cut off. If you didn't actually like you know, sometimes if you're you're kinda casually paying attention you would have been able to read that, but you have to actually be focusing to read and like you said, it was still kinda cut off of what Bart actually wrote. Yeah. So that, that might have been the worst chalk egg to date just because <laughs> it was kind of Yeah, if you can't read it then it's the worst, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what's the point? As I mentioned, uh, we would usually be having dinner around like seven when seven p.m. Eastern when these would be playing. Let's see. If I were alive in 1990, and... just in general, growing up, that's oh, what just, oh, just in general, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mine was usually a five o'clock and a six o'clock on two different channels, and another pop out. Yeah, this Maggie time Maggie pop. pops out. That's the gag. It's just, like. Was there some writer who had a fetish with like things getting squeezed? Like maybe like they really like Dr. Temple Pop or something? Hey kids, who do you love? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is with the. Uh, what's with those kids' glasses sitting in the crowd at Krusty's there? They look like they had raccoon eyes or something. Like somebody who'd never seen glass or seen glasses was given a description and like tried their best. Or someone who needed glasses drew that. <laughs> I'm very glad they went with Sideshow Oh, Bob. wow, yeah, that kid's glasses is ridiculous. Yeah. 
That reminds me of, uh, I'm going to go and reference it again, uh, a Christmas store when they're waiting in line and the uh, kid who's obsessed with, like, the pilot stuff, wearing the... The, <laughs> the yeah. ski goggles. I like Santa. Yeah. I like the tin, man. Yeah. Man, I really want to go and spend a night at the uh, Christmas story house at least once. Man, it's really cool. That's one of my favorite tourist destinations that I've ever... Uh, been to. Poor Sideshow Bob, no wonder he went insane. It's also funny that Krusty has this, that that was kind of like his catchphrase, that I didn't do it, and then Bart does it, and a couple years that's later, true. Like yeah, no one that's, heard it. I didn't do it, yeah. Oh, I love that we get an itchy and scratchy. Burning love. Yeah, this was your trivia earlier on when we were doing this. I wonder if uh, what uh, which itchy and scratchy do most people what most people remember the name of it was the what was it the moon? Yeah, yeah, the uh, flamey to the moon. It's funny that uh, I wonder if there were guys who were like specifically designated to write itchy and scratchy, or if everyone had to take turns. Like, with the, with the, uh, Knowing how small the team was, probably everyone had to do it. <laughs> it must have been at that time, right? Especially. Especially at this point. They were all just in trailers. They didn't think it was going to last. Yeah, it was just a bunch of weirdo college kids, for the most part, or fresh out of college kids, eating cans of beans and drinking Diet Pepsi and eating their cigarettes. And there you go. People with pacemakers should stay away from this thing, is what it says on the side of the right. microwave there. Which is... I would not of, have noticed that if, unless you No, it. no, unless you actually know the plot of this episode. There's absolutely no way in hell, especially in like 1990 on your little yeah. like 28 inch TV or something like that. And maybe even smaller. Someone took the time to write that gag, though. So. Yeah, to make sure that, hey, we, we didn't miss it. The, the clue was actually there that this might not be Krusty. Do you think Krusty stole the uh, kids' glasses from the crowd? It looks like it. His mask yeah, certainly it? does. Yeah. And over all your money in a and there's our second clue. Homer stepping on. I love that gag of Homer jumping into the the chips. Which is his safety net, right? Like heavily salted snack treats, as uh, the judge calls them. Those are Homer's. Why is Bart wearing a sunburn? Oh, yeah, because he went to Mexico. Mm. Forgot about that. Yeah. Your family ever do this? Actually, have old school slideshows? No, we never did. No, I think that was even old for 1990. We had a home, some home movies. I know my mom had a video camera, and like my family would bust it out from time to time, and then uh, it's fun to go back and watch. The best part about anything when you watch your family in the late 80s, early 90s, is the hair. Everyone's got crazy teased, curly, big ass hair. Krusty's apartment here is, or whatever this is, is pretty subtle too. It's not like it, it will be. So it's like, like in, cool in general, yeah, like we've talked about. Stuff. Off the bat, Krusty's right now just kind of like a regular dude. So he's still in his... I love how they call in the SWAT for uh, a convenience store robbery, robbery. Probably yeah. under $1,000, yeah. Freddy, Mr. Simpson? Yes, sir. Send in the clown. Wiggum is very tan in this scene. I love these clowns, though. 
<laughs> clown number two is probably the my favorite thing. Yeah, I'm gonna say clown number two is probably the best looking clown. Yeah, why is Wiggum so tanned? His his look is uh, another is coloring error, I think. And this is all the mail that awaited us upon our return. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I really like the boring slideshow stuff. Thus concludes our Mexican Odyssey. You could really like that's something that these two twins would do because they really have nothing else in their life. No, that's they're not dating anyone. They like they have no friends. They don't really have any hobbies. Oh, fantastic! Marge, you're never gonna believe what happened. I was down at the Quickie Mart minding my own business when ooh 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 the news. How, wait a minute. How would Homer have known that the police got Crossy already? He doesn't know that. That's true, unless it was on the radio, we're supposed to assume. I do like how the uh, Scott, anyways, maybe not Kent, but Scott Christian has that stupid pompadour haircut that a lot of TV newscasters had up until the 90s. It just made them look like they were wearing a... Kind That's of like, like Conan O'Brien's look. Conan doesn't really have a pompadour. He's just got kind of like a, like a massive hair flip. <laughs> Wonder if he still has that because he's getting older. He must be losing his hair. Rest in peace, Conan O'Brien. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. No. How did the news get this footage already? It's 1990. Yeah, cartoons don't have to make sense. And I thought, didn't Homer jump into the chips behind? They, the, that wasn't where the chips were. Are they behind him? There's some continuity here. Yeah. You see me to get free and free blender. Who would you have been disappointed in the most? Like if you were a kid around Bart's age, ten years old, and you're, you know, you're a celebrity hero or something like that. <laughs> Homer can't spell guilty, but uh. <laughs> Who would have been your hero that would have let you down like this? Oh gosh. Um, Thanks, Krusty. Maybe like Michael Jordan, something like that. Yeah, all he did was just bet thousands and thousands and gambling. He didn't do anything bad though. I wish I could believe you. I think mine would have been like Matt Sundin from the Leafs. He's sure. He's yeah. Probably my hero around that time. I would have been pretty disappointed, like Bart here. Good evening again, Springfield. Krusty the Clown. My thing is, I didn't, didn't really like basketball growing up. I just really like Space Jam. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was about to say, I was, was going to ask you why Michael Jordan, because you weren't huge into uh, into uh, basketball. Poo's on the cover. Holy jeez. Krusty clowned his way to the top of a personal mini empire. I love all of the products that Krusty is behind. Throughout the whole series, he just has his face on everything. His <laughs> on-air heart attack. This, this retrospective of, of Krusty that Kemp Brockman gives here is really good. Like, It doesn't make sense in the long run. Like, Krusty's not from Mississippi. Um, the, the heart attack here, though, that he, that he has makes sense in the long run. And same with the product placement. Okay, so I guess most of it does. It's a pretty good background. Like a real quick background of Krusty. <laughs> yeah, they nailed Krusty's heart attack face pretty good. Well, oh, and there's a kid in the front row. Who looks like Martin, but in yeah. wearing a dress. However, he was a changed clown. 
where his show had been condemned by parents and educators alike as simple-minded TV mayhem, this new... <laughs> I Speaking of punching... Yeah. It's like show Bob the pie in the face and crunch, the crusty punches him out. Oh, I love that. There's some really good gags in, in this newsreel here. Like, they, yeah. they nailed this. We're only in the second act. There's some real good stuff here to consider for best gag or line of the episode. The bear is the likeness of Krusty. Yeah, Reverend Lovejoy's a little bit kind of Southern preacher still in his voice at this time. A little bit, not 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 crazy. And there's a, there's Krusty without the makeup. They, yep, this is straight a, on shot. And again, continuity. Um, later on, he reveals that he doesn't have makeup, but. Right, it's the skin. Right? Yeah, this is the only time we see Krusty, Krusty's skin. And you can really see he looks like Homer here. Yeah, they make his voice sound a lot different there, too. Yeah, it's a lot whinier. It's not as kind of rough and... Now it's back to crusty yeah. Yeah. I would like to call to the stand Homer G. Simpson. And the guy who's the lawyer, the prosecutor, looks like he 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 becomes the judge in the end. He has a very similar voice to the uh, the owner of the Cracker Factory. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? It's not as deep and kind of. Do you recognize the gunman? In do single people eat crackers? Yes, I do. Uh, we don't, don't know. know. Well, frankly, I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> this is another good character moment too for Homer that he, even though like he, he yeah. is a truth guy, like he does go to the truth, like he will. Anyone would have pointed at him. Sure, looks yeah. just like him. Yeah. Crusty pacifier. Well, he's not really he an insane a convenience. Yeah, store. I don't yeah. really know if that makes him an insane. And he got caught, so, so he's not a genius. Look at the picture of Homer on vacation. His head is bigger than his whole body. So this is kind of similar to. Not an exact scenario, but kind of similar to what people did in the 60s when the Beatles made their sarcastic bigger than Jesus comment. And people went out and crushed Beatles records and burned their, their merch and stuff like that. Uh, mob mentality always amazes me. It's so funny to me. Like uh, <laughs> when people don't like books and stuff, so they burn a bunch of books. Yeah, it's yeah. nonsense. I like the crusty figures that they burn to in this because they look like knockoffs. Like uh, in South Park when they had the knockoff Terrence and Phillip dolls, it kind of yes. looks like this. And Krusty's voice is changing again there. Yeah. It's almost like Dan was Yeah, but fiddling. they're going back and forth between, oh, does Krusty have an on-air voice and a real voice? Yeah. Can it be that the champion of child literacy can't even read himself? And Judge Schneider doesn't, is, well, Judge Schneider is white here, or yellow, to start, and his voice is essentially just Homer. Obtained by this court indicating you have lost substantial sums of money on sports gambling. Is it a crime to bet on sports? Well, there's my hound chime in. 
Well, he's just making sure that no one gambles on dog. No, he doesn't. He's taking a sweet time rolling around in the bed, going absolutely insane for no reason. Of course, as we as we record, as there are our faithful viewers, or excuse or listeners, I should say, are used to by now. <laughs> that is a good lawyer gag. Before we just constantly get Lionel Hutz. Yeah, that is. That's the, yeah. That's the first true. Uh, yeah. I think lawyer gag. And here's the great Kelsey Grammer. Now, originally it wasn't supposed to be Kelsey Grammer. It was supposed to be uh, James Earl Jones. And I don't think side. I don't think he would have worked as Sideshow Bob. Kelsey just like I can't hear anybody else's voice than than Doctor Fraser Crane. A lot of physical contact in this show so far. Yeah, that's so whatever. Punched and slapped in the face. Don't ask me why. This might be the most we've seen so far. Oh, Bart. Come on, Lisa. I think I can prove Krusty's innocent, but I need your help. You do? Why? Well, come on, Lisa. You know why. No, why? I'll never forgive you for making me say this, but... You're smarter than me. <laughs> so, are you with me? Yeah, man. It's kind of weird that Bart was kind of hesitant to admit that Lisa's smart. Like, we, he knows that by this point. We all know that. She oh, yeah, for sure. Kind of a known thing. A little uh, Mickey Mouse there on the magazine? Yeah, and they're hitting it on the head a little bit more with the uh, yeah. no pacemakers thing. There you go. The, the sign with the guy getting shot wasn't on there when Sideshow Bob was in there. It wasn't as prominent, yeah. Wait a minute. Krusty can't read. Okay, okay. So the poor guy can't read. Can't we get off his back already? No, don't you get it, Bart? How could Krusty have been reading a There's been a few episodes like this where Bart and Lisa kind of uh, work together. Yeah, they see things that others don't. Bart, I'm starting to think you're right. Krusty was framed. Did he have any enemies? I don't know. But I know someone who would. Krusty's best friend in the whole world. Sideshow Bob. A volley of musketry. Flamed. <laughs> a profound silence followed. Imagine kids going to see, instead of going to see a clown show, they go to see a guy with a palm tree for hair in a like a grass skirt and bone necklace reading Charles Dickens or something from what's basically a uh, like a home library setting, and then singing Cole Porter. Like, why would Bob should have been, uh, you know, on a Broadway show? <laughs> why would any, why would any kid under the age of any kid in general go to see this? Oh, there'd be a, I don't know, some scene kid or goth kid or like some really poetic kids that would really dig it. Yeah, say this is cool, even though they know it's not, but they want you to be different. I'm glad we finally dispelled the myth that I'm too uptown for the tots, and yet I can't help thinking about poor Krusty. <sighs> <sighs> I remember the first time I saw this up as a kid. I loved. It. I, I I was shocked by this part because I was too stupid to realize that it was Sideshow Bob. But uh, yeah, one of the show's was... best villains. Yeah. This is all very exciting. But I think he might be the way. Yeah, he might be the best uh, ongoing villain in the whole series. Yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody who would top him yeah offside show bob we might have to do that for our next episode do a top five uh or top three or top five simpsons 
villains, so I'm gonna have to rack my head around that for a sec. Hi, Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob, can we ask you a few... me, children. As much as Sideshow Bob would love to chat, he has a show starting in moments. I thought Sideshow Bob's feet are bigger than his head. Like, I know they're trying to emphasize that he has big feet, but, like, they go way overboard. It's a good oh, thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's bigger cool. than Peggy Hill feet, that's for sure. We're talking, yeah. like, huge feet. Man, that kid with the glasses, they just keep... Like, Again, yeah. Yeah. He looks like database, but kind of off just because of the glasses. Today's show promises to be a marvelous celebration of the human spirit. But first, I regret to say I see a youngster who looks troubled. What's your name, young? Why would Sideshow Bob cut? How did he see Bart? Well, perhaps we can shed some light on your problem. They always choose the guy with the wires. Always the guy with the wires. Yeah. I don't think so, sir. Bart, I'm reaching out to you. It's interesting too that Bart in season one. Despite being kind of a little brat, is he's still pretty polite. Like he calls people sir a lot and stuff. We saw that in Krebs of Wrath too. He still has a lot of respect for people, even though he he's doesn't want to do this. He's still respecting. Krusty was illiterate, and the guy who robbed the store was reading the Springfield Review of Books. Ah, well, Bart. The fact is, you don't have to be able to read to enjoy the Springfield Review of Books. Just look at these amusing caricatures of Gore Vidal and Susan Sontag. <laughs> yeah. I guess those are kind of funny. Bart, children, this whole sordid affair has been a shock to all of us, but we must get on with our so, lives. Yeah, it's like, why would Krusty care about Gore Vidal or, or somebody else with any sort of stature? The only newspaper comics I was interested in were Garfield comics. Yeah. I love when Kelsey Grammer does that voice. When he gets really, he gets kind of low and when he's seedy and he's angry. That type of, I love when he does that. First prize, first prize, first prize. This is the first time we get one of those kind of repeating things that hits the character in the head. <laughs> so much slapstick comedy in this episode. Is there ever? <laughs> He's got little feet like all good-hearted people. Hey, Lou is uh, white or yellow in this too. Yes, I admit it. I hated him. His hackney shenanigans robbed me of my dignity for years. I played the buffoon while he squandered a fortune on his vulgar appetites. That's why I framed Krusty. I would have gotten away with it too if it went for these meddling kids. Nice Scooby-Doo reference. Yep. Three kids as equal. They're people too. They're smarter than you think. They would smile at the <laughs> It's funny that... Up, yeah. <laughs> That Bob, like his main thing was, it wasn't all, not just to get back at Krusty. It was also for, uh, like he wanted to do good. He wanted to give like a children's show that didn't dumb things down and and whatnot. But and then it gets so so far away from that as the series goes on, and just he just becomes a vengeance-driven madman. But there was one boy you trusted me all along, Bart. Yes, sir. Thank you. Ah, 
It's funny that Krusty's able to sign that, but he's still he's illiterate. Were you ever but obsessed with anything like Bart was that you had like a bunch of different products from one kind of thing? Oh, probably the Maple Leafs. I, my my room looked like that when I was younger with leaf stuff. Yeah. Um, growing up, but that was that was a really good episode. That was a good episode. That yeah. had a a good mix. You pointed out there were many slapstick gags. Uh, there were some nice visual gags. Yep. Uh, there were some some good lines. Um, in general, uh, good story all around throughout the episode. Like a, a nice little uh, switcheroo on who the actual villain was with. Krusty being framed by Sideshow Bob, and all in all, that was, and we and we learned a little bit about Krusty too. We learned a little bit about who he is, that he's a he's been a clown yeah, for a long time, and they built him up. They they give a little backstory of Sideshow Bob as well. That was a fantastic episode. Yeah, held your attention the whole time, uh, gave you some laughs. That's all you can really ask for. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are you going? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh-huh. Uh, the old 20th Century Fox logo. What are you going uh, with your intro? I did 7.1. You did. Um, do I rate it higher than Crepes of Wrath? Crepes of Wrath, you gave us a, a 7.6. Now, does it beat Crepes of Wrath? Does yeah, it I did really like Crepes of Wrath. This is, I, I feel like, similar on the same level as that to me. Yeah, um, I agree. So I'm going to do the same. Yeah. With a, a 7.1. Um, I'm Sorry, going no, to... I mean the same as Crepes of Wrath. Oh, same as Crepes of Wrath, so 7.6. Because yeah. you're, yeah. you're basically saying these two are on a level playing field, right? I think so. Uh, both have their similar strengths. I would say that uh, Krusty Gets Busted is funnier than Crepes of Wrath. Uh, I think there's more gags that hit. But uh, overall, I think they're both really good episodes. I, 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 I agree with that, and that's why I'm going slightly higher than Crepes of Wrath. I gave Crepes of Wrath a 7 post-watch rating. Uh, this one I'm going to give a 7.2, and for the exact reason that you just said. This episode is uh, funnier. There are more gags that land. Um, I think the story actually is a little bit more interesting. There are a couple of moments in uh, Crepes of Wrath that kind of get away from things a little bit, and they lose your interest for a second or two, mostly to do with the ideal storyline. Um but this one really was consistent throughout. wasn't overly funny, like we'll get to episodes later on, but it still was quite good. There was a lot of uh, different varieties, as I've mentioned, of gags. So this was one I'm going to have to give slightly higher. This is now my, my top-rated episode from, from Season 1. Um, I thought I was going to be Kreps of Wrath, and here I am giving a 7.2 to Krusty yeah. Gets Busted. All right. That's why we do this, right? This is the whole point of the episode, the whole point <laughs> of the series. This is true. Yeah. So, Nostalgia. So, yeah. Yeah. What did uh what did you like though for your favorite gag line? Mm. Gosh, I think when he punches Sideshow Bob in the face after he gets a pie in the face. Um that was just so funny to me. So this will be the second time that we agree on our favorite gags because I love that moment too, because it is a great <laughs> It's just a great moment the way he pies it and the look that they give each other. The sideshow yeah. Bob, like, oh crap, I know what's coming. Krusty's like, did you actually just do that? And then we get our first real good punch out. We see a few of those similar punch outs. Yes. Uh, remember when when the nerds are training Homer for the uh, for the test and he's asleep and they try to wake him up and Homer punches the nerd out. That's similar true, kind yeah. of joke, right? It's very similar. Um, but yes, I thought that really landed it, uh, and it kind of showed that you know. Krusty's in charge. Sideshow Bob doesn't get to do anything. It, so even that little moment right there, it just, it showed 
who uh, who's wearing the pants or throwing the pies, if you you want to say that in uh, in the relationship between working relationship between Sideshow Bob and Krusty. Fantastic episode all around. Fantastic indeed. And so we're almost done. Almost. Uh, season one. When it comes to the end of season one, we might do an episode. I uh, might have a little bit of a surprise. I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but we'll definitely have a, a little It'll bit of fun. a retrospective yeah. on season one. It will uh, definitely be fun. One of my hound dogs is bugging me right now because he even knows it's going to be fun. Uh, but there's still one more to go. And we've said this a million times, and I'll say it again. It is what or was supposed to be the first episode of season one, but it ended up being the last because of animation issues. It is some enchanted evening. And uh, I remember really not liking this episode as a kid. So I'm I'm looking forward to it in the sense that I think I could be wrong because reviews are pretty generous toward it. So Yeah, almost every episode is just like no one had ever seen TV before. Um, yeah. <laughs> If yeah, you were to go off of IMDb, it's like there's not anything wrong with any episode. Um, but yeah, this one, yeah, we'll get into it once we get into the actual episode for some enchanted evening. But yes, I do think it would have been better fit at the beginning of the season. Um, I think the writing got stronger throughout. Indeed, as we've just seen, considering yeah. our last couple of episodes have been quite high in the rankings. So uh, yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with you on that one. For the, the audience at home, uh, we release new episodes every Friday. We try every to release uh, two episodes every Friday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I try to, or rather we try to upload them before 1 p.m. Eastern. Because uh, the analytics that we see, that's when most, you've, uh, most of the peeps download them. So try uh, to always, get them always listen to analytics. That's how baseball teams are built, people. There Have you, you seen Moneyball? Yeah. Haven't you seen obese Jonas? Times. Yeah, I'm, oh, I know you have, but I'm saying to our to listeners, always listen to obese Jonah Hill. He knows what he's talking about in that movie. He shows Bradley Pitts how it's done. So that's what the analytics say. That's why we do it on Friday. And Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> um, so we're just going to end this one here, and Shane's going to play us off. Are you going to do another commercial on this one? Hmm. Yeah, do another commercial. Yeah, you know do another commercial. Yeah, there's lots of really good Simpsons commercials out there. Uh, so I'll do one. And uh, here it is, everybody. And before I play it, uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, if you could please give us a follow and uh, rate us, uh, that would be much appreciated. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Much appreciated indeed. Thank you very much. And let's get to that commercial. Ooh. My little buddy sleeping like a baby. You won't mind if I take a bite of his crispity, crunchity peanut. I told you, Homer. Uh, Nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger.